Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Very good afternoon to you and welcome to today's edition of Joy Business Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle. Yedara, Yedia. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your superstition, Joy 99.7. My name is always Esiao Banafo and I'm glad to be your host for today's edition of Masterclass. In the last couple of weeks, if you've been listening to the show, or even if you haven't been listening, we've been on Facebook as well with the videos. We've been talking about stakeholder management and the project management. And in our introductory comments, we did mention that everything really, depending on the way you look at it, can be looked at as a project. Everything can be looked at as a project, right from the one hour meeting that you have to prepare for all the way through to the things that are recurrent and perpetuating. And so stakeholder management at some point becomes very, very important or very key. Also in the introduction of that that conversation, we talked about who a stakeholder is or was, um, or is, I mean, I beg your pardon. And we talked about the fact that if you're someone whom a project can or will affect, or if you will affect that project in any way, then you become a stakeholder. Essentially, any person that has skin in something that is going on around them becomes a stakeholder. If we think about it that way, then, for example, the conversation on sustainability and the world that we live in and the climate change and all of that becomes really important because then we're all stakeholders because we all live on this planet. In that conversation, we've been very glad to have with us the CEO of the Global Management Institute and the person of Mr. Latif Abubakar with us here in those conversations. He joins us again today to continue to expand that conversation even further. In the first conversation, we sort of introduced what stakeholders were and what the world of stakeholders was all about. We then went on to talk about stakeholder analysis or stakeholder planning in our conversation last week. Today, God willing, we want to look at managing stakeholder engagements managing stakeholder engagements, and he's going to be here with us in the studio sharing those thoughts with us. We're also streaming live on Facebook for those of us who want to also watch the videos. And Latif has obliged us some slides as well. So those slides will also be showing live on Facebook and we can all follow through. At some point in the show, we will get interactive. When we do, please pick up that phone, give us a call, be a part of our conversation, share some thoughts, ask questions, or send us your comments, and let's all become better for it. Today we talk about stakeholder engagement here in the studio on the show with Latif Abubakar. Latif, right. you're welcome back to Thank you very much. Masterclass. It's always, it's always exciting. From the look of your, on your face, you're excited, but you look tired. Uh, yeah, I'm always excited to share knowledge, Indeed. basically, and then to Indeed. learn from people too as well. Brilliant. So. Brilliant. So that we can all become a better... A better world, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Indeed. Exactly. Today we're talking about stakeholder engagement. 
mm-hmm. stakeholder engagement. Just sort of, if you if you will, just maybe just like a minute or two, a quick recap for those of our listeners who um, missed out on last week. So, like, I think... And then you, let's dovetail straight into, into today's I, conversation. I, I, I think you you did a good recap. <laughs> did I? <laughs> yeah, because we spoke about the stakeholder world mm. where we needed to explain um, what stakeholder management is. Right. And then you actually explained what stakeholders actually is explained or mm. um, described in, in management context, mm. um, which we say people that could affect a project or people that a project can affect, can affect. one way or the other. So right. you spoke about that. Then also we generally spoke about um, the general category of stakeholders, right. which we say we we talk about the sponsors. Um, we spoke about uh, project manager. We spoke about the project team. We spoke about the project management team. We spoke about the performing organization. And then also the information providers. These are generally the people... There are various roles that stakeholders are categorized, mm. but it could go wider than this particular uh, list that we have provided. Mm. And then, so we also spoke about how to identify stakeholders. And then we said that it is actually one of the first things you do when you're giving the mandate to execute a project. And um, after speaking about how to identify stakeholders, we also confirmed that anytime you identify stakeholders, you're identifying it to come up with a document we call the stakeholder register. register yeah, so the stakeholder register actually has a list of all the stakeholders and then their contacts. So we spoke about that. We spoke about the stakeholder involvement in projects. How do you involve a stakeholder in a project? And I think that that even summarizes all the things that we've done so far. Yes. So to involve a stakeholder in every project, we say that begin a process of identifying that stakeholder. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you collect the requirements of each of the stakeholders and then their expectations. Identify their influence, interest, and power. Plan how you're going to communicate with them. Communicate, begin communicating with them. Manage their expectations and influence and then monitor and evaluate your execution of how you are managing the expectations and influence. That is basically how you involve and engage stakeholders on every project. So that summarizes whatever we've done so far. So um, for the process of stakeholder management, we say it always begins with the identification. of. Then from there you go plan stakeholder mm-hmm. engagement, then manage stakeholder engagement, and then finally we do monitor and control, monitor and evaluate stakeholder mm-hmm. engagement. There was a point you mentioned last week which I want you to just sort of touch on briefly before we go into this conversation about the fact that stakeholders in every project evolve in the sense that there could be a list of stakeholders at the beginning and then as the project goes on, new stakeholders emerge. Exactly. So as much as we try to identify all all stakeholders at the beginning of the project, unfortunately, um, um, we, we are not superhumans and then we will definitely sometimes make mistakes and then also not unable to identify the all that we hope to. Right. So as we progress on every project, there's a possibility that new stakeholders might, might crop up. Mm-hmm. Anytime such stakeholders come up, you also need to go through the process with our stakeholders in terms of finding out the stakeholders' requirements, his interest, influence, power, one way or the other. And then what you know is that once you are identifying more stakeholders, there's a possibility that other stakeholders might be also fading out right. of the list. Some people no more become stakeholders as you progress. It's possible, one way or the other. 
and then also the power interest grid that we allocated for each of the stakeholders. High power, high, high interest, high influence might be shifted. It can easily be shifted. So you need to be monitoring. That's why the monitoring and evaluation process is extremely critical. Because the stakeholder that at least you assumed or thought that he or she was a stakeholder with high power, high interest. Assuming he's taken out of the position, let's say it's a DC and it's no longer a DC. The positioning Suddenly. changes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It can easily change. And then that, that person can be a stakeholder of maybe high interest, but low power. One way or the other, or low power, low interest. So the process evolves. The mapping, the stakeholder mapping process is always evolved. Even the identification process always evolves. Some come in, others fade out as you progress. So it's always an ongoing process that we go through. Would it be correct, therefore, to say that the process of managing, in brackets, stakeholders on any project is one of many moving parts? Exactly. Because you need to keep your eye in different places. I'm telling you, uh, yes, exactly. Day in, day out, things change. Day in, day out, things change. That is what is very important. Being able to identify the changes that occur is actually what would judge your success of your project. Uh, So that is very, very important. Today, we're going to be talking about how to manage the stakeholder expectation. Mm. Because we've talked about how to identify, we talked about how to plan. Mm-hmm. Today we are talking about how to manage. And we are saying that when you talk about manage in project management or in executing work, we are talking about the part where the action aspect of project management. That is where we do the work. That's where we take the actions. We begin to implement. You understand? And we are saying for you to be able to succeed when it comes to stakeholder management, you should know how you're going to meet the needs of the people, their requirements, how you're going to sustain their interest on the project for you to be able to succeed. This is where you begin the action and what you do. It is the process of implementing, communicating, and engaging stakeholders to make sure their needs are met. That's it. And then you, you take the opportunity to also what, resolve issues that arise. On the project, so that's the process of uh, manage stakeholder engagement. Mm-hmm. You implement the strategy that you develop through your plan. You begin communicating, and then also you begin engaging the stakeholders to make sure that what you resolve issues and conflicts that arise as a result of engaging them or executing that particular project. That is the manage stakeholder engagement process how do we go about it usually the first question i like asking people i would wish people to ask is that what do i need to be able to manage stakeholder engagement what do you need because you must always have something to start and it is the need we we call it the inputs the the process input for you to be able to manage stakeholder engagement properly the things you need we call it the inputs and one of the basic things you need is your stakeholder register. You need the list of stakeholders because these are the people you are you going to manage. Who they are. You need to know who they are. Of course, who they are would help you also identify their, also know their requirements for each of them, their expectations, and so on and so forth because it comes in the form of a complete stakeholder register. It will help you also understand their power, influence, interest. Mm-hmm. And then also you will be having the strategy 
that you developed through your plan stakeholder engagement. Last year, we developed a, a strategy because you need that strategy for you to be able to what, execute. So those are the things that you require if you really want to manage stakeholder engagement well. You require your stakeholder register, mm -hmm. which we say definitely has the list of stakeholders. It has their requirements, their, their expectations, their power, influence, interest. And then also you would require your strategy, your strategy. And I keep telling people when we talk about uh, implementation, because it's a process of implementing whatever strategy you've developed in your plan. Mm -hmm. There is a simple, um, how do you call it, template that I like sharing. Unfortunately, I think we don't have it on the slide, but we can mm -hmm. put it up mm -hmm. later. That I like sharing. If you want to be able to manage the process of implementing something, yes. then you must list all the things that you want to implement. So you must have a list of all the strategies that you want to execute. Mm -hmm. Beside it, there must be a description that will give people an understanding of each of the strategy. The timeline that you want to start executing that strategy. And then that is in terms of the start time and then the end time. What are the resources required for you to be able to execute those strategies? Yeah. You understand? Who will be responsible? Because as a project manager, it doesn't mean that you do everything. Sometimes you, sh you share responsibility, not sometimes, most often you share responsibilities yeah. with your team members. So who is responsible and what will be the acceptance criteria for that particular strategy to be, to be seen to be successful one way or the other? So there's a structure. Right. If you want to implement your strategy, it's good for you to follow that particular structure. It makes it easier because of the timelines that guides you and then the resources required. If you've mm. done all those allocations, even sometimes you have a column for the cost implication for implementing that strategy to us all. Would this, um, in, in modern times where there's digitization, and so most of the processes of communication would probably be on email or let's oh, say yeah. on Google Sheets or whatever, yeah. would, would, it, <clears throat> would this approach be optimum on a Google Sheet, which is a live document. Yes, so this is so that as the changes are made and the new inputs are made, that is actually every stakeholder sees it at the same time. I agree. That's exactly what we do most often. Mm. I mean, it's it's like it's just a normal press sheet mm -hmm. that has a list of the strategies you want to implement. Do we, when it comes to stakeholder um, uh, managing stakeholder engagement, mm -hmm. list of that. Then you have the attributes. Anytime I always say that anytime you do a list of items that you want to do, mm -hmm. you must let people understand what each of the items mean. Possibly. It's like a definition of each of the items. Mm -hmm. So I call it, if it is an activity, I call it an activity attribute or an activity definition. Mm -hmm. You must have the start time for each and then the end time for each. You must have the resources required to perform each. You must have the cost implications. Who is responsible and what is the acceptance criteria? So it's a spreadsheet with the various columns that you can feel comfortably. And it just guides you to know what to do at a particular point in time when you are implementing strategies. So it's just to say that if you want to manage your stakeholder engagement, then you have your list of you have a list of stakeholders with their requirements and so on and so forth. And then you have your strategy that you can implement using that spreadsheet that we just described one way or the other. The tools and techniques that is needed for you to be able to embark on that journey have been categorized into three. 
when you are managing stakeholder engagement, that's the process of executing the doing aspect of stakeholder management. The tools and techniques have been categorized in three. One is called the communication methods. Two is management skills. And three is interpersonal skills. So for you to be able to effectively manage stakeholder, stakeholder engagement, you need to understand the communication methods properly. It means that what methods of communication are you going to be using to communicate with which stakeholder? So as we've categorized our stakeholders... Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Into four. Say, one with high power, high interest. Low power, low interest. Mm -hmm. High power, high interest, low power. I mean, you've categorized them into four. The question is that if we talk about communication methods, last week we mentioned, we spoke about communication methods, and we said there are three methods of communication, which is the push, pull, and interactive. The push is sending information to people who, who need it, but does not require a feedback. So you send information to your boss. It doesn't need to give you a feedback. It's just, you, just for the information. For the information. Then the pull is going for information at your own discretion. And then also the interactive is where the meetings, the presentations. So you categorize your stakeholders and find out which stakeholder requires which method. At what point? At what point? You understand? And then at so one stakeholder might require all the three methods. Because at a particular point, maybe it is just push you would use. At a particular point, you need to go for the interactive. At a particular point, you need to go for the um, the pool form of, the push or pull form of uh, method of communication. You understand? So, the communication method is important when it comes to stakeholder engagement. How to manage stakeholder engagement. Mm. Again, the interpersonal skills, which we can all learn now, is also very, very important. The interpersonal skills helps us, helps us build trust among stakeholders. Mm. It helps you resolve issues, conflicts, and motivate stakeholders. That is the skill. Mostly they are intrinsic. But now we learn them. We learn how to build, how to build trust among stakeholders. We learn how to resolve issues and conflicts among stakeholders. Well, when you are managing them, okay. your, your expectation is that issues and conflicts are inevitable. They will come. They will come. So you must learn, even before you begin this role, you must learn how to resolve issues how to resolve conflicts or manage conflicts on projects and how to motivate each of your stakeholders. So you understand? It, so it becomes a competency requirement. Yes, it becomes a competency requirement. If you really want to manage stakeholder engagement properly, it becomes a competency requirement. So we are saying that the tools require or the techniques require for you to be able to manage stakeholders properly is one, using the communication methods techniques which has been categorized into three, pull, push, and interactive. And then two, using interpersonal skills. And with the interpersonal skills, we are saying that it is the ability for one to build trust among stakeholders, the ability to resolve issues, mm -hmm. the ability to resolve conflicts, and the ability to motivate your stakeholders. Mm -hmm. Those are the interpersonal skills that is required, one way or the other, for you to be able to execute um, to manage your stakeholders 
properly. Mm. The final one is management skills. Mm-hmm. Management skills. How do you manage your management? <laughs> <laughs> How do you even make presentations to them? How do you speak to them? How do you convince them, negotiate with them? How do you know when to say what? what when to say what? And what, when not to say anything. Exactly. And when to say something. Yes, and when to go and ask and make your request. At what point? That most of these things, yes, now we are able to study and learn based on people's experiences that they've shared one way or the other. But they're intrinsic. You understand? But unfortunately for us now, at least there are so many experiences of management skills that we can learn. Presentation skills. There are different uh, types of presentation skills you can learn. Knowing when to present what and how to present it is also extremely important. Because we say at certain points, you don't do detailed presentations to management. You high level. High level milestone presentations to management. So the management skills is equally extremely important when you are dealing with stakeholders. So the tools and techniques that help you comfortably deal with stakeholders properly are the communication methods, which are the push, pull, and interactive, Mm -hmm. the interpersonal skills, which is what helps you build trust, the skill for building trust, motivating people, resolving issues and conflicts, and then the management skills, your ability towards manage your management presentation skills negotiation skills mm-hmm. when to communicate with management and so on and so forth so those are the various tools and techniques required at the end of the day through the process of engaging and managing stakeholder engagement mm-hmm. you realize that you will get certain results whilst you are managing them one of the results will be a document form will be an issue lock because once you are managing them, stakeholders, you must have a document where you could write down all the issues the that concerns that have been raised. Exactly. And mostly, it's a, it's, it's a document that keeps records. So you just don't write the concerns. You must write the concerns, the dates it happened, when you intend to resolve it, how you want to, how you're going to resolve it. Yeah, so that you give yourself timelines for executing or uh, resolving the issues one way or the other. And I suppose so that it also becomes a reference for any future lessons learned. Similar engagement. Exactly. So that we become better. We cannot keep reading exactly. the wheel. Yes, right. exactly. So we, we, we call it learn lessons. So you would have the issue log, you would have the change request. The change request is a document that we prepare when changes need to be made on a project. <laughs> so, imagine engaging all these stakeholders from your sponsors to your your customers to um, the team members, anybody at all that the project is going to affect or anybody that has influence on the project. Engaging them. There are certain issues through the engagement that you realize that, Charlie, a change needs to be made. And I mean, there are certain, of course, not, not every stakeholder can call for a change. There are certain stakeholders like the sponsor and like the customer or based on your power influence grade. You know which stakeholders are more powerful for them to call for a change. So as part of the process of managing stakeholder engagement, one of the results you'll be developing or getting is a change request where there will be a possibility for you to make a change 
to an aspect of the work that you are doing. If there's no such request, then you are good to go. You move on. You understand? But so we have issue log, we have change request, and then we have your RICS register update. I say sorry. Sorry, your stakeholder register update, not risk. Stakeholder register update. The stakeholder register update is an update because you see, when you go through the these transformational tools and techniques, the tools and techniques are we call them the transformational tools. They transform whatever information you have as an input or what you needed to get you your results. Right. So in trying to manage stakeholder engagement using communication methods using interpersonal skills, using management skills. We are saying that there's a possibility that issues will come up. So you need an issue log at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. There's a possibility that there can be a change. So you need what? A change request yeah. to document the change and justify why the change is required. Mm -hmm. If no such possibilities occur in terms of the issue log is not needed and change log is not needed, it means you are progressing. Yes. You move. You understand? But also, there's a possibility of what? There's always a possibility of a stakeholder register update. You understand? So, through the interpersonal skills, through the management uh, skills, or through the communication method, mm -hmm. there's a possibility that new stakeholders could come up. Right. Or through the engagement process. Like we mentioned at the beginning. Exactly. So, when new stakeholders come up, it means you have to update the stakeholder register. Mm -hmm. There's a possibility that some of the stakeholders you've identified might not be relevant anymore as stakeholders. So that's how come your results, you have a stakeholder register update mm. because there's a possibility you're going to what? Delete or add a stakeholder anytime you go through the managed stakeholder engagement process. Mm. When there's, there's additions and then what? There can be subtractions. Mind you, anytime there is addition, you need to go through the process of how to involve the stakeholders. That is, anytime you identify a stakeholder, you need to determine the requirement of that particular stakeholder. You need to determine the expectation of that particular stakeholder, the power, interest, and influence of that stakeholder. How you plan to communicate with that stakeholder and how you're going to monitor and evaluate your engagement with that particular stakeholder. And this is done with a new stakeholder. Yes. So essentially what we're saying is that the same process you would go through for at the beginning when you've identified each, of that stakeholders. Sta each stakeholder yeah. is the same process you'll go through when further down the line. If it becomes necessary that a new stakeholder join the new sta the stakeholder list, you take them through the same process. Exactly. You take Bring them it. through this, uh, the, the same process so that right. at least you can align them properly and also know what is their level in terms of power, in terms of interest, <laughs> in terms of influence. It's very 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 important so that sometimes you don't just waste your time mm. on certain people on projects so the processes of stakeholder management started with we identifying stakeholders that's correct like and then or giving ourselves an understanding of who stakeholders were and then the world of stakeholders we now move to identifying the stakeholders and today we are talking about manage stakeholder engagement that is the action aspect of stakeholders that's the the part where you begin implementing the strategies that you've developed during your plan stakeholder engagement processes 
If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're here in the studio with Latif Abubakar, and we're talking about stakeholder management. We'll be getting interactive shortly so that you can also be a part of this conversation. Pick up that phone, give us a call, or send our comments when we put the phone lines out. But before we get interactive, we'll take a quick message from our sponsors. When we come back, we get interactive. favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 551 97 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you just tuned in, this is Masterclass. We're interactive right now. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. Or you can send us your comments on 055-1111997. We're here in the studio with Latif Abubakar. And today we're talking about managing stakeholder engagement or managing stakeholder expectation. Once you've selected your stakeholders on any project, how do you proceed to manage them? That's the implementation stage. Numbers to call again, 0302216541. If you're driving, please do not text while you drive because we definitely want you to arrive alive. But otherwise, send us a message on 0551111997. If you have any motor vehicle of any kind, then Goyle has some wonderful and great news for you. What do you do when you run out of fuel in your vehicle? Do you just stop anywhere? If that's what you do, then please don't do that any longer. Let us introduce you to the good energy family and why you must be a part of it. Goyle Super XP Run 95 and Diesel XP are the best quality fuels with high performance in town for your vehicle. Goyle Super XP Run 95 is a high-grade fuel sold at the same price as normal fuel. Goyle's Diesel XP is low in sulfur, making it an eco-friendly option for your vehicle. And with over 440 stations across the nation, we ask that you join the family that rewards you with the quality for an energized driving experience. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara. Yet your phone lines remain open. Numbers to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. Or you can send us your comments on 055111997. I have a comment on social media. This one is from Nadede in Nungwa. Now, good afternoon to you. I, how is Nungwa this afternoon? Um, last question goes like this. What are some of the tools that one can use in identifying stakeholders? Um, so, for you to be able to identify stakeholders um, properly, we say that you need um, to one one. Um, there are various techniques and tools. So, one of the tools is a questionnaire okay. that you can give to prospective a survey of some sort. A survey questionnaire that you can give to prospective um, um, stakeholders to fill. Yeah. And then also sometimes, and then the next thing we do is a technique we call brainstorming mm. or brainwriting that we spoke about last week, yeah. where you bring the few teams that you have together to help brainstorm mm. as to who and who can be are fit to be stakeholders using stakeholder analysis one way or the other. So those are the big... Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? 
Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. So you can either use brainwriting, brainstorming, or you can use a survey of some sort. Okay, so now from Nungu, that's your answer right there. I've got Benjamin from Clago. Benjamin says, at what point does one begin and end a stakeholder management process? Um, I think we, we've, we've, we've spoke about we this. We answered this we, in the first yeah, session. Yeah. But I think Benjamin missed it, so let's yeah. help him. So with, uh, for the stakeholder management process, always begin. It's the first thing you do, actually, when you are giving the mandate. Mm. So when you are giving the contract or you are giving the project charter, the first thing you do is to identify all the, the stakeholders, stakeholders on your project. Right. And for stakeholder management process, it only ends when the project is closed. When the project ends... <laughs> It's an ongoing process from the beginning of the project till the project ends. So at what point does it begin? It begins when the project starts, when you receive your project charter, yeah. and it ends when the project closes. closes. That's Benjamin from Clago. I hope we answered your question. Um, I've got Ibrahim from East Legon. Ibrahim says, what's the difference between interpersonal skills and management skills? Um, so interpersonal skills are basically um, inherent skills that one requires to be able to lead a team, to be able to motivate a team, to be able to resolve issues and conflicts as and when they arise on a project, to be able to build trust among a team. That is what we refer to as interpersonal skills. With management skills, we, we always say that they are skills that we use, that we need to employ to engage management. For instance, we talk about the presentation skills, basically how and uh, how you're going to make presentations to management and and even the details required for each management that you're going to make a presentations to how you're going to engage and communicate with management are skills that you must have and know how you're even going to negotiate your resources with management are also skills that you must also have basically okay so benjamin um that's your answer right there i've got abuchi is abuchi abuchi philip from keta abuchi says good afternoon the host and facilitator. Good afternoon to you, Abuchi. How is Keta this afternoon? Brilliant, I hope. Yeah. He says, um, the facilitator is talking about engagement of stakeholders. Good. Doesn't that mean, I think you missed that, doesn't that mean that the committee who are supposed to supervise the National Cathedral has failed Ghanaians? The reason is that most of the committee has stepped down. Meanwhile, a lot of money is pumped into the project. So he's talking about stakeholder engagement and the fact that on a specific project like the national cathedral most of the stakeholders mm -hmm. he uses the the phrase um committees members yeah. i think he's referring to stakeholders yeah. he's saying that most of them have stepped down so doesn't it mean and they're, they're supposed to be the ones supervising the project doesn't it mean that um they have failed at their work um so yes Maybe then they were stakeholders with high power, high interest, but they are still stakeholders now because they are Ghanaians, and uh, we are using the 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 resources of the country to build the national criteria. But I wouldn't say it's a failure when a stakeholder steps down. There are so many reasons. Until you understand the reason why a stakeholder steps down, it can be health reason, it can be any other reason. With regards to this, because I'm not so much into the cathedral issue i might not be able to if someone gives me a contest or i have a project document about the cathedral and there's a reasons that they, because of course they write 
and give notes while you are stepping down as a key stakeholder. So you prefer to speak on the project line or thought line? Exactly. And not on the sentiment on, of the matter? On the matter, yeah, okay. basically. So for me, I might not be able to give reasons. So what we can do, Abochi, is that um, between now and the next show, maybe Latif will spend some time and see if he can get his hands on the project document proper. Yeah. And then from the professional point of view, we can, can then offer exactly. a response to it, if exactly. that's okay. Yeah. I've got Gloria from Matahiko. Gloria says... Kindly summarize the basic steps for stakeholder management. Kindly summarize um, the basic steps for stakeholder management. Um, so in, in summary, we'll say that for stakeholder management, we, we go through a process of identifying the stakeholders. Uh, we go through a process of planning stakeholder engagement. We go through a process of um, managing the stakeholder engagement and then the process of monitor and evaluating the stakeholder engagement processes and to maybe talk go into details that's why we talk about how to involve stakeholders which i just mentioned process of identif identifying the stakeholder gathering the requirement of each of the stakeholders identifying their expectations their interest mm -hmm. influence and then also planning on how to communicate with them yeah. begin communication monitor and evaluate your engagement with them okay so that's uh, gloria from Mateo. i hope that answered your question i've got ben Ben says, can you please go over how to implement your stakeholder strategy? Um, from yeah, yeah, so with a stakeholder strategy, I give the framework that is pretty simple. If you've identified the strategies, you list the strategies. You understand that you mostly we do identify the strategies during the planning stage. So when we get to the managed stakeholder engagement stage, which is the executing stage mm -hmm. of stakeholder management, then we can do a list of all the stakeholders. You then after the list of stakeholders, we take the list of all the strategies you have identified. Mm -hmm. Do a list of all the strategies. Give people a better understanding of each of the strategies. So a brief information about mm -hmm. each of the strategies, if need be. Yeah. Then you must also have the time frames for starting and finishing the execution of each of the strategies. Identify somebody to be responsible for each of the strategies. What is the cost implication for executing each strategy? Then also we will say that what are the resources required for executing each strategy and what will be the acceptance criteria or the status of each strategy. If you have such a document, you just follow the timelines and begin executing. Whilst you monitor and evaluate whatever you mod you execute, that Brilliant. is basically it. So Ben from Mamprobi, that was your answer, right? I've got now from Labadi. Now says, please, what is the difference between communication methods and communication model? Communication. So we spoke about the communication methods. Basically, how you communicate with people has been categorized mm -hmm. into three. One is called a push the pool mm -hmm. and then the interactive yeah. the what you should know is that the interactive form of communication mm -hmm. is the form of communication that satisfies the sender receiver model well, that is what we refer to as a communication model mm -hmm. and the communication model is, a, is the model is the perfect model for communication so if you want to say that i'm communicating effectively and efficiently it means that i must communicate in a way as described or prescribed by the communication model, yep. which is also referred to as the sender-receiver model. Mm -hmm. And then the sender-receiver model is called, it's actually the best form of communication because that model always has a feedback message attached to it. Mm -hmm. Unlike the pool form of 
simple method of communication or the push form of communication, those do not have or do not require a feedback. It is only the methods mm -hmm. that conform to the communication model that requires a feedback. So the interactive method of communication conforms to the communication model. You understand? The communication model, again, in summary, is just to teach you that if you want to communicate effectively and efficiently, then you must go through that model of communication, right. which is referred to as a sender-receiver model. So the sender encodes the message, translated through a medium to the receiver. The receiver decodes the message and then sends a feedback message to the sender. That is a perfect form of communication. Mm. And that form of communication is called the communication model. Right. So if you want to choose a method of communication, you must choose whether you want the method of communication to satisfy the perfect model or not. If you want a method of communication that satisfies the model, then it means that you're using the interactive method of communication. Right. Phone lines are still open. We've got a few minutes on the clock. 0302216511. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. We're talking about stakeholder management and stakeholder engagement or expectation. You can also continue to send us your comments on 0551111997. I have a question here. When you spoke about the change request process, you notice I was smiling broadly yeah, because yeah. I had a question. Um, change request sometimes, if not properly managed, or let's say the entire change process, it's also sometimes synonymous to what we refer to in project construction projects as scope creep. Yeah. Every project management as scope creep. Now, for for my in my little experience, that tends in this part of the world to happen quite a bit. Again, as an issue of culture. You know, so you hear comments like, Oh, Eneshi, you know, <laughs> the the delivery the iron rods were supposed to come in at seven o'clock last night. The iron rods came in at ten PM. And they say, Oh, it was traffic. And so you're supposed to accept it. Yeah. But you see, the next person waiting to use the iron rods is now set back by three hours yeah. in preparing it. That three hours can translate into cost. It translates into time on the project anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have projects that have long overruns. Yeah. Just brief us best practice. What? How should we handle that? If we want to talk about it, it's a whole show. Yeah. But change request versus scope creep. Versus um, attitude versus culture. Okay. Just talk to us just very briefly, if you will. I think so, I have a caller on the line. Hold that question for me. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name, where you're calling from? Yes, I was. This is Ajumaje from Tanzania. Uh, sorry, please speak up. I can hardly hear you. Ajumaje from Tanzania. Oh, Ajuman, how are you, my brother? I'm fine. I'm just doing well. Brilliant, brilliant. Talk to us. This one, I have to go back and pray for you too because I just joined. I joined about ten years ago, so I've missed a lot. Yeah, it's live on Facebook, so you can always play it back. Yes, sir. The yes. question is um, in communication. If there's an argument that I sent you an email on my on my portal, it said that sent, but you say you have not received it. So now, when there's an argument, what is the basis to show that so you sent it and the person is arguing that the person hasn't received it? Because sometimes when it's sent, the receiver should acknowledge the fact that received, maybe received thanks, but that's not of that sort. And we're expecting the person to reply. Meanwhile, the person hasn't received it. So what happens to that issue? It's a very brilliant question that you've asked, Latif. So we solve a lot of issues of communication using ground rules, norms, and values. Mm. Um, before, in your communication management plan, 
when you're embarking on a project, it must be clearly stated what method of communication you're going to use on your project. If you state in there that you're going to use a pull form of communication or a push form of communication, it means you are telling anybody that if I communicate to you, I don't require a feedback. If I'm going to use an interactive method of communication, it means that what I require a feedback. Again, if you say you're using an interactive method of communication, meaning that you require a feedback, right? That's correct. If you send a message and then there is no feedback, you need to find out why the feedback is not coming. Because with an interactive composition... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.